1: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering B.J. Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to B.J. Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, B.J. Shea. Hello. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. Joey On- Dees! On today's show, we will talk comics, we'll talk TV, yeah. we'll talk board games. Whoa, that's all the things I like. I know, right? And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicki B. I don't like that. Vicki, how can people get a hold of us?
2: Get a hold of us via our website, BJGeekNation.com, because it's going to have all our info, podcasts, and more. Yay! Just <laughs> B.J. Geek Nation, if you want to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and a Radio.com app.
3: Exactly. Wow, that's a lot of places. That's a, a lot, lot of, places, of places. So you have places.
2: no excuses.
1: All right, better get started now. There you go. Uh, it is comic book day, so let's get ourselves some comic book recommendations from Scott over at Comics Dungeon. Scott from Comics Dungeon is joining us, and you can find him at comicsdungeon.com or c4c3.org for the charitable stuff. Scott, we need some comic book recommendations. What do you
4: got for us this week? I've got a couple. Uh, You know, uh, Flash is my all-time character. And uh, in Flash 70 here, uh, they are redoing his year one. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, you know, Batman's had a year one. Uh, Later this year, uh, Frank Miller's doing year one for Superman. So Flash is getting in the year one game. And it's... um, it, it it starts out with him kinda of getting kicked into the path uh by some mysterious figure that says, You've gotta remember something you've forgotten. No. And you were like, Okay, I guess we'll figure it out, right? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's it starts out obviously you get his origin, the lightning and the chemicals and all that, but mm-hmm. uh all of a sudden he's flashed into the future, into the this dystopian turtle uh controlled universe whoa uh the turtle being his arch nemesis uh who has the um uh i think it's called the slow force or something like that oh funny (laughs) okay okay right (laughs) so so uh, a brand new barry allen's in the future dealing with the turtle and um so it's a it's a good kickoff uh I think it's a, actually going to be a pretty good jump-on place for, for people who want to get origin but get caught up with the continuity really quick. So,
1: And that's one of those things with Flash, too. I mean, with, uh, with how all of that goes on, it can get a little convoluted, especially with the years and years that they've had it. So, I mean, having a good starting on point is a great place. A- absolutely. If people were
4: confused by the time travel in the endgame, <laughs> uh, the, fla- the, the Flash does that on steroids
1: <laughs> I, I love it And this one would also be something good For uh, fans
4: of the television show I'd imagine as well Absolutely, absolutely uh, Most of the same characters are there So Nice, perfect uh, What else do you have for us? Uh, the other one is Bitterroot uh, This is a, a trade paperback That just came out from Image And it is a historical fiction Action, mystery, horror comic Whoa, there's a um, lot
1: going on right there, dude
4: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 exactly. It takes place in 1924 in, in Harlem, right during the Harlem Renaissance. And, um, and these, this family is basically a family of uh, mon- monster hunters or ghostbusters. They have nice. the, the, the magic skills to entrap demons and, and all that. Their family has been decimated over the years fighting the demons because sometimes the demons do win. Mm. And so, kind of the ragtag uh, members of the of the family are trying to keep Harlem safe uh, from all of these magical creatures and uh, it's a it's a gorgeous book. You get a little bit of historical context because uh, uh, there's interactions with the police and and things like that which. In the 1920s in Harlem wasn't necessarily the easiest relationship that these guys had.
1: I'd imagine Um. as such. I really would. That seems kind of fun on that end because you do get a little bit of a, a historical take. But at the same point, you said historical fiction,
4: so it gets into that fun, crazy stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, definitely recommend it uh, if you like Ghostbusters, if you like history, uh, if you just like comics. Nice.
1: I love all those ones. So, again, it is Bitterroot, number one, and then The Flash going back to year one on all of that. I love it. Again, check out ComicsDungeon.com, and if you have any sort of genres that you're interested in and maybe getting some recommendations, hit up Scott over there with all social media and the website, or the brick and mortar if you're in the Pacific Northwest area. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Rev. Thank you so much, Scott. And if you want to check out their charitable side, you can go to c four c 3org uh, Let's talk some television. Uh, let's do a little cloak and dagger because I know Vicky isn't caught up. But no, B- I've been moving. But BJ, yeah. you did tell me that this was a fun episode. You, you know, know what, what, The if, last if, one feel, you saw. Feel yes. free. Feel
3: free to yeah. Say. Because we I, I'm obviously uh, you know um, uh, uh, I, I'm I'm, a, I'm a, always an episode behind by the time we get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're about to have uh, a, a new episode episode. episode uh, tomorrow dropping. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yes, so uh, the episode I want to talk about is two-player, and uh, this is where, of course, uh, Tandy had to go in and find out what the hell was going on with uh, Tyrone, because he just basically... Glitched. uh, He glitched, yeah. Oh. So she had to go basically inside that dark world he lives in, and uh, basically, in order to free him, uh, she has to play this game that involves just going to multiple levels to beat the bad guys, like an old 16-bit arcade game that you can play with somebody else. It's kind of like a double dragon or something. Exactly. Like, wow. except They're the double. You know, they're the two people. They're the characters. <laughs> they're, so you got to see sixteen bij- versions of them, sixteen bit versions of them really? on, in cool. the game. But then they would flash to live action sequences. Where they're fighting, like like the regular characters that we know know them as the live action people, and you know, Tandy's just like Tyrone. This is so dumb. Look, all these people are wearing the same shirt. You know, like like just like you would in a, an old school video game where all the bad guys look the same. That's funny. Um, and I love that it went from you know sixteen bit to live action as they were playing out this scene um, in in this particular show. And it, it you know again, I'm like, wow, I like this episode. I'm back on board. It's so funny with Cloak and dagger. The first couple of episodes, I go, "How, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this show." And next thing, you know, they get me hooked in. So uh, it, I'm looking forward to this entire season wrapping up because this was uh, the one I watched was uh, episode eight, so they're getting close to the end, my friends. and you're, I, is it's it, on Freeform TV, by the way. Is it one of those that I mean, you've said before
1: where you uh, sometimes would just rather see the previous leads to catch up and skip an episode or so?
3: Are I you, always plan to. And then you know I go, hey, that was actually pretty good. I'm kind of like you know it's like the, yeah. I, you know I might watch the first five minutes just to get a little vibe and then then delete it and then like okay they've kind of hooked me with the five minutes and then you and, still get stuck and then <laughs> oh, I'm like okay they got
1: me I'm watching all of these. <laughs> I love that I love it. Uh, another one another show that you uh, you've actually finished and I know Vicky hasn't again. Sorry you've been put fine. out on the uh, on the old ass on this one, but
3: well
2: I would like, like this is the show and I know what show you're talking about. Yeah, you need to completely give it your entire attention. Like yes. I can't be on my phone. I can't have people talking to me and that's exactly right when I go to sit and watch it. <laughs> I've only seen three episodes.
1: Yeah, we're talking about the, yeah. the OA yeah. season two and I'm really Feel happy that somebody else had seen has seen this because BJ? Yes, sir. Um, What did you think of, A, the season in general and how they explained what was happening in the first one and then also the season finale and where they're going with this?
3: I loved it because only because of the fact they actually did really explain some of the bizarre things we saw in season one. You know, yes. they did do that, even though we had no idea what the hell was going on. I also felt like this season was com- really a completely different vibe as far as how it progressed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from season one. it, it So it, 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 it I really enjoyed it, and I like the mystery. I like the introduction of this new character who's a detective and who has an integral part in it. Um, I love Billy Campbell from Mad Men, who uh, ends up being uh, the rich guy in yeah. this. He's such a good actor, and uh, I don't know if they've got his name in this episode guide that I have here, but God, he's so good, um, and uh, you know, uh, it's the way it ended up which was so amazing that it ends up wh- wh- what we find out about the OA is that turns out they have the ability to basically travel to different dimensions and inhabit the bodies that are s- basically their parallel, their parallel selves. And the the the
1: NDEs, the near death experiences that everyone, I guess everyone at this point who has experienced an NDE, not just these people, are actually glimpses into the parallel parallel dimensions. Mm-hmm. That's so what they're seeing. Yeah, it's them actually going into them and maybe not affecting them, but kind of ghosting through those. And then if they come back, they come back and they are like, well, that was strange. Why was I here? And why was I that? Am I seeing a future version of me? No, it's like the same time seeing where you would have been at that time oh, in yeah. this dimension. Yeah. It is if
2: mind blowing. these things blowing. happen or if this doesn't. Like, yeah. I remember in the first couple episodes, like she finds her mother, but... Her mother never adopted her.
1: Right, yes. She, she
2: adopted the other little baby they went in to adopt originally. Mm-hmm.
1: And so and it, she comes to find out through uh, various things that this is the point where she didn't end up going on the bus. And mm-hmm. so it was that whole divergent line. So we've talked about the J.J. J. Abrams multiple or the Avengers Endgame multiple sort of branching things. Question. Yeah.
2: Just to make sure, because I've only seen the first couple episodes. So she, they talk about how in this dimension that we're focused on, she had her father for a long time. Yes. She never went on the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she was up at the adoption place. And so it's like, did do, I don't remember. Did she say, it's like, did you see a little girl there, a little Russian girl? And I think the mom's like, whoa, how did you know?
3: No, I think it was the boy. She said she, you you went and picked this dude because that was the one they yeah. were going to pick, but yeah. they took her instead. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right, but did she, did she say did you see a little? And she girl? said no. no. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so, that, yeah, okay, yeah. so that was so she okay, never
3: cool. made it to the orphanage she because never made her father it, yeah. was there. I just
2: wanted to confirm because I but thought she. But her mom
3: she... was like, "How did you know we picked the guy? We exactly. picked? exactly because right. well because okay. you didn't pick him because you picked me in my yeah. world. So
1: it was just great, and that was kind of interesting too because then you realize all those weird movements that they were doing at the end were the the movement so you could help somebody travel yeah and so that's dimensionally what's go- so mm-hmm. they yeah. th- they managed to
3: answer lo- they answered Almost- every question you'd want yeah but then created so many more yeah, and it was really, really. Uh, uh, it was a great season. You know, I got to give you know because Britt Marling, who plays the title character, uh, O A Nina, um, she is fantastic, and she of course writes this, and 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 as well as stars in it. And it's so does Jason Isaacs as it's well. A great
1: he story. helped write it as well. Wow! Yeah. And so seeing the end of this one, uh, it was very interesting because I thought at the end of the season I was like, "There's no way that they're going to be able to make more." And they oh, they yes. haven't necessarily been. I don't think that they've been signed on yet. But they uh, have actually said that they've written out up to
3: five seasons Damn. of this. I hope they do. I I mean, it's original. It's weird. It's different. It's not yeah. a take on something else. Doesn't seem like it's expensive to do. Really, not if you, really if, you no, know yeah. if, if they're getting maybe if they're getting a like, discount from some of the ask, actors like a Jason Isaacs perhaps who could command a lot of coin. Yeah. Um, I love this season. I mm. loved it. I loved what we we found out about, you know, the idea that multiple personality disorder maybe—I love the idea Mm -hmm. that multiple personality disorder in our world could mean— that actually, travelers are have come from other places, from other dimensions, and they're all living in one body because they showed that that could be done. Yeah, that like for like oh. it, it's like Jet Leave the one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the idea that you know Brit, uh, you know the, the, the uh, Oa character, um, she gets killed. I mean, from what we know, she Prairie dies. Yes. But before she dies, she jumps to another dimension into the character of Nina, who uh, basically is her, but she never had to have this name Prairie because she was never adopted. And Nina could be there, and she could be there at the same time. They finally get to that resolution of the show. Sorry, Vicky. Um, oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I said and, it's totally fine. And, so they can, and then, you know, we meet this other traveler, which, by the way, Rev, you know, Sarah didn't even catch this, my daughter who watches the show. The other traveler who we thought just leaves, and we just assumed once you leave this dimension, you can't come back. Mm-hmm. Well, the other traveler came back. And I don't really? know remember she was at the club and that woman oh. spoke to her about how she'd had a conversation with yeah. Hap. Well, remember earlier, she Hap was going to drug oh, her yeah. and she took off. Well, she came back. So uh. it's like, so you can go back to the dimension you jumped from, and this woman knows how to travel from dimension to dimension. And she's got a way that she does it. And I don't know if it's as insidious as the way that Hap does it. I mean, because here's the thing. The bad guy, Jason Isaac, the, the way he travels is basically he kills people and has to basically like like harvest the plant things that grow out of the dead people's ears in order to navigate the universe of these. Ah,
1: this show is so weird. It's so and weird. It. And it's yeah. like one of my favorite parts about this because we're talking all about this. And if you haven't heard this and you're just listening to us, you're like, it's so what crazy. the hell is going on? The OA on like, Netflix. Oh, we so could, so good. We could, we're spoiling it right now, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're you're still not gonna know what's going on. Yeah, you still got to sit down and you got to watch every episode and make sure you're down with it. It
3: starts slow with the first season, but it's still a good enough mystery. Plus, you really go—you see people in captivity and Mm -hmm. then maybe a love story. And, and if you're
2: going to watch this and you're in a state where you can partake in the marijuana, don't do but too much. But <laughs> <laughs> Just do enough.
3: Yeah. They went, but they went and Deadpooled us because at the end they fourth walled this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They broke the – they they busted the fourth wall. And they kind of talked about it because there's one area where actually you two are married, which is the bad guy and uh, and, and basically OA are yeah, married. And they yeah. go, oh, we married. And then it's like all of a sudden – Here he is. He goes, oh, uh, it goes to where they're on a TV studio set up just like it's what they've been doing for the regular show, and she just... Passes out and they go, Brit. Are you okay? And all the all the actors come over and all of the oh support my God, people come that's over. that's awesome! And then all of a sudden, the ha- bad guy character is speaking with a British accent because, well, Jason Isaacs, the actor, is British, and he goes, <laughs> "I need to hop in the ambulance with my wife. This is my wife, Brit. I'm Jason Isaacs. I, of course, I'm going to be in the ambulance. Are they
1: really
2: married?
1: Uh, and no. well, that's
3: why I went and checked out. Remen- and okay. <laughs> yeah, because Ray and, and I said, what? Yeah,
1: a- exactly. They're not. Again, it's it's breaking the fourth wall. Kind of.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. So they're in the dimension of where their actor is playing themselves but in a show about people breaking the this oh. dimension. Fair. I love this. It's I love so it. Awesome. It's really good. Like I, like I, I said, said, we're not three. spoiling anything please, for you guys. Please, Netflix, please make it season three. You've lost every other show anyway. Come
1: on.
2: <laughs> make it season <laughs> three. Like, you, you're not go- I mean, Hulu's about to kick your ass. So you might as well.
1: <laughs> uh, moving on from that, we got some board game talks. I know you want to review a board game, BJ, but first we My had first. a question from Rob N. who said, what's the best way to display slash organize slash store board games? I have a small collection and I'm trying to figure out how or where to put them. Like I know a lot of people use bookshelves. Yes, and sometimes it gets a little overbearing when you see all of those. Do you have a, a great way to store your games?
3: Well, you know the, the the best way you find out how people store games is if you are a follower of people like Tom Vassell or or Rodney or Rado. You you when when they do their reviews or if you see anybody that does any kind of board game reviews on YouTube, you they usually do it with their collections behind them, mm-hmm. and most of the time they are stored. Vertically, and that means on their side, which oh. of course can make for some messy component issues. That is an issue, but they're easy to see and easy to pull out because they're like books. Oh yeah, kind of the spine of the book right there. Yeah, yeah, and, and I see that. If you store them horizontally, which of course keeps every all the pieces in place, uh, it's you 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 have less real estate you can work with sometimes. It's true, uh, and that's how I store mine. Now you can buy cabinets for real cheap, like uh, I I know that the the WalMarts and and, and places like that. We'll have cabinets deep enough that you can buy and build and, and store all your games in nicely, and they will fit them nicely. And then other people do some really cool componenty things.
2: Uh, how about like I know I've seen you've had like weird little rubber like they're not rubber bands, but they're bands around your games.
3: Yeah, I usually use those for travel, but you could put them around your games if you want to store Especially them hor- vertically. Uh, vertically, yeah. Uh, it's Geekon. The company did these great, uh, you know, these game backpacks that you can have. Oh game yeah, packs. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Storage bags. Geekon is the name of the company. If you just search on Geekon and they're a rubber band uh, thing, but those are great.
2: Uh, just because I'm on Pinterest a lot, and I'm in the process <laughs> of moving, and I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to be putting my board games, because I apparently have a lot of board games. I forgot how many I actually had. Nice. If there's some of like the smaller ones, more for kids, like your Connect 4s, your Twisters and stuff, you can definitely put those in a plastic bag and kind of store them that way, like the big old, uh, the freezer bags.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Plus, you can buy, like, your local game store, just like ours, Zulu's, I mean, they actually sometimes will just give people these plastic bags that are the right size for your components because they oh, don't need. Oh, nice. Eat. And a lot of times, game companies are doing that. They're just, when they give you their games, they give you extra plastic Bags in there, so that when you pop out all your cardboard shits, and or if you want to be able to put all of your, uh, you know, your different colored game pieces for each player, they they know that you're doing this, and they're including they're they're putting in bags. Uh, there's also a company called Zen bins that had a Kickstarter recently but you can also go online to their website Zen bins has these great storage containers for uh, small European mini style cards like from ticket to ride normal decks of cards that you would just normally have like playing card size because a lot of games come with those kind of things as well as they store them and then they're also great for being able to actually just have the cards come out one at a time they're really very oh, convenient nice. and they also have these little containers that will store all of your uh, all of your little cardboard pieces and all these different things as well and they they stay stuck and then you but you can open them in a way that opens them easily but then they lock in place that's, that's another helpful. Al- that's super yeah, helpful that's another alternative now you probably will have to remove your game trays uh, but a lot of companies have a uh, this company called Game Trays with a Z T R A Y Z. They are building game trays that come with the game that have great storage. Like this game called Vindication, where in itself the whole thing stays locked in place, so you can actually store it vertically. Wow! More uh, the more like these Kickstarter games and these companies realize how people are storing games, which is basically I call it the vassal method because you see Tom, all of his games are vertical. Um, they're realizing they've got to have com- they've got to have game boxes that will allow your components not to fly all over the place. Sometimes people say, remember this, when you get those cardboard punch outs, take the cardboard punch outs once they're punched out take the ones that are the, the hole if you will like the frames put them underneath your game box tray you lift out the tray put it under there and that makes it more flush with the top of your game oh. uh, your game top. gives it a
2: tighter seal it's wow. a tighter seal and stuff won't fly
3: around i learned that the hard way i uh, just james, throw mine out james though. hudson uh who uh, i think guardian's call was the name yep. of the game he just did he just looked at me and he said dude why is your game flying all over the place when i cuz he signed my copy i go what do you mean he goes did you throw out your cardboard I go what do you mean and he told me this trick he goes no
0: you put it underneath
3: and then it's a seal and see all my stuff doesn't fly around I go that's a good call man I'm a moron thank you for telling me James eureka
1: yeah Yeah, right so hopefully we helped you out there Rob
3: uh we do need to move on board game reviews what do you got for us well uh yes I finally got a kickstarter that came in congratulations thank you thank you very much uh, John D. Claire you know him from Mystic Veil, vale, that great card crafting system that's awesome. And plus, mm-hmm. they just also came out with a new, uh, oh, yeah. new expansion. Uh, he also did Space Base, which is a very popular game on AEG. Uh, both of them are on AEG. But he uh, he did a Kickstarter. It was a 4X apocalypse-themed game uh, that's on uh, Tasty Mitchell Games at TMG that you can get Ooh. called Downfall. Yeah, and that looks cool. Yes, it uh, a 4X game, you know, explore, expand. Uh, expo- uh, exfoliate, yes Exfoliate? Uh, <laughs> and exterminate. Yes, exploit would be the third Or exfoliate, I suppose
1: Oh please, um, somebody make a board game with exfoliation Yes, it has it's to happen It's
3: the next 5X
1: game Yes, I oh, want to see the Daleks
3: say that too And Doctor Who Exfoliate,
1: <laughs> exfoliate Yeah, this is
3: post-apocalyptic
1: This is right down my
3: uh, alley right here, dude Yeah, and I got the deluxe version Which I think was really important Because it came with uh, these bigger hexes And it, 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 look, it takes up a lot of table real estate But it's a very pretty game And the idea is is you basically just have to survive the nuclear winter. And if you can be the best survivor, you'll win the game. Tight. And if uh, you you get points for removing radiation, you get points for actually still bringing culture into this world. I mean, granted, our entire world has been decimated by this nuclear attack, but... We still aren't going to need to, you know, human beings, we need culture, we need fun. Uh, and so you get points for bringing culture into the world. You get points for uh, clearing out the radiation. Wow. You're going to get points for, you know, fighting. I mean, there there is conflict and battle in the game and you'll, you can get points for that as well. But you also get points for losing fights uh, and you get points for having survivors live. You get points for survivors dying uh, or you lose points for survivors dying. And this game also fights against you. Even though you're trying to gather resources and you're trying to keep your opponents at bay and protect your own area, well, nuclear, you know, nuclear radiation is also kicking your ass. and yep. um, It feels more like a Euro resource, area, resource management area control game more so than a 4X game. Um, and there are some games that have been like that, Eclipse. People think, you know what, this is just basically, uh, you know what, it's a Euro game with fighting uh, as opposed to Twilight Imperium where that really is what they consider a 4X game or any kind of old school battle game that you could play. It's still very good. The artwork is great. The, I got the upgrade, upgraded components which means I got some nice minis from my airships. Nice.
1: And yeah, I'm looking yeah. at some of it on Board Game Geek and it, it looks really great.
3: The cool thing about this game is that you take actions. You know, in a game, the, the challenge you have with any game you play, I think if you want it to be new, is, all right, there's an action system. Like, what actions can I take on my turn? And then depending on the kind of game you play is, well, the way they make you take those actions. This one is drafting where I pick, it, I pick what action I want to take for my turn, then I take the rest of my cards and pass them to my neighbor, And the Mm. thing is, is we all start off with the same deck. If you play with the leader's version, then everybody has one card that's asymmetrical that basically, uh, you know, but you don't, you may not want to use it. You may want to pass that card to your neighbor because if they use it, they get that cool ability, but then you get a bonus ability along with whatever you did that turn as well. So, like, yeah, you want to use the cool card, but that means you're going to give the owner an extra action that turn. Ooh. Um, and, they're, you know, they're, they, they have all these actions that you do that basically allow you to do what you want to do in the game. It's really a good game. Uh, it took me a while to really get used to it because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's happening. And then I realized that, oh, okay, finally got that. You know, d- my geographical setup really is the asymmetry of the game. Like, what lands oh, I get. Oh, like, yeah, uh, Okay, that's my yeah. asymmetry because there's not much asymmetry. You just have this one card that's different than anybody else's. But going
1: into different territory is going to give you different benefits or exactly, detriments. yeah, uh, yeah. Know, that makes sense and uh, it makes sense with something like that. I'm just thinking of like the Fallout universe. Yeah, and it seems a long line along the line. Well, yeah. That.
3: For instance, like you need food. You got to feed your survivors because there will and and it's also got this track based system that there are events that will move up this uh this this basically this this track marker and every time the track marker moves across a different thing, whether it be a random event whether it be okay we're going to have we're going to have spoilage and feeding our people or you know what we're going to fight uh, or we're going to have another fallout which means we're going to spread radiation these milestones get ticked off every time I draw a card that's a winter card oh. so that's the timer of the game eventually mm-hmm. it'll get to the end where we have a final fallout and a final feeding and a final conflict and then whoever has the most 50 points wins but you are looking at that going all right i got to make sure i got enough food ready because food lying on the ground spoils before you can use it to feed your people makes sense so i got a store it. The trouble is, is that, you know, people who start off with land masses that are planes. Well, your guys can hang out in the plains and gather the food. There also is food in the ocean. Well, my guys can't hang out in the ocean. I nope. need a ship for that. <laughs> and so <laughs> I started off with no planes and only two oceans. And so I realized, oh my gosh, I should probably have been really fighting people to get their food. Oh yeah, you got to raid them. Yeah, and that's what I wasn't doing. I'm like, Funny. I am so screwed in this game because I can't go in the water and get it. My guys can't <laughs> go in the water. And, oh, you know, <laughs> one time Bj mm. doesn't fight someone. Yeah, I know, it, right. I, <laughs> so that's what I learned. It's a John D. Claire. Uh, the price right now is like about 43 bucks. if you go to Cool Stuff or any place that might sell it. You won't get the fancy, fancy, dancy version. If you can get the bigger hexes, do get them because there's a lot of components that get put it on these looks hexes. Like, yeah, it
1: looks like it can be a little uh, complicated.
3: It will get a little confusing with those smaller hexes. But, I mean, look, if you can figure it out, you can figure it out. But uh, <laughs> Downfall is the name of the game, TMG nice. Games. Love it.
1: Thank you so much, uh, BJ. And now it is time to get to The Geek Sheet with Vicki B. Vicki, what do you got for us?
2: Uh, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing about Game of Thrones.
1: Meow, 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 meow. Oh, sorry. I wow. know. It's
2: like it's over, it's done with, and people Cats are happy, Thrones. not happy, whatever. You can hear about. I am not happy
3: that people are happy.
2: <laughs> you can listen to our uh, Friday <laughs> podcast so you can get all our
3: thoughts. Think about that, though. On the huh? episode. I was really upset that more people weren't upset. But, you, what, you wanted to fight with more people? I really thought for sure there'd be more people <laughs> upset about the uh, ending of Game of Thrones, and so I'm not happy about the fact that they're not happy. What do you got, Vicki? Uh,
2: so do you remember a while ago we were doing like the whole Avengers? If it if you made the Avengers in the 90s or the 80s, what actors would play what characters? Oh, yeah. I remember that meme. Yes, it was a fun meme. Uh, but uh, Ranker.com did a whole list of who would star in an Americanized Game of Thrones. So you'd pick American actors to play certain characters. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's hard. And this is all based on votes. So people voted on these people.
3: Okay, so. Kaylee Kuoko will be Sansa.
1: And the prop? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay, Arya. <laughs> uh, no. No, uh, Kaylee kick no, ass. Too. She would be like Marjorie Tyrell at best. Oh, oh yeah, Kaylee? Yeah. She's um, too old.
2: She's too sexy.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're saying, wait, wait, what? I mean, uh, so, oh, all right. Sounds it started off, what, like 17 in the show or something? Right.
3: Well, and, and they were college students, Game of Thrones, back when Big Bang Theory started. I'm talking about, like, you know, first season, Kaylee. Okay, fine.
2: Okay, we're going back. <laughs> like, let's say they're like, we're making Game of Thrones again. We're going to Americanize it. Uh, yeah. First one, Peter Dinklage as Tyrion Lannister, because he was one of the few American actors on that show. I
3: do forget that, yeah, he actually is a guy who's not British yeah. and therefore yeah. did okay with the accent. I don't think anybody complained. I didn't
2: realize it until someone pointed it out.
3: Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize it until I saw him in a, like other movies and like, oh, geez, he's, he's actually an American dude. It's about dang time. How many of these Brits have taken over our shows like The Walking Dead and <laughs> stuff? It,
1: I know that was the problem I was going to have. It's like I don't know which people are American anymore. Right? It's uh, very confusing. So
2: it'll be funny. If some of these on the list are not American. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but for Peter Baelish, they picked Ed Norton.
1: Absolutely, hundred oh, percent. So Littlefinger. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For Littlefinger. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I mean, just just going on looks. And then just the Ed Norton has a really creepy. good. He's got some really good acting chops. There's oh yeah. A, there's a couple of. Yeah. uh There's one I think maybe called the Score, where it was like him, Brando, and like De Niro or something, and he plays at one point a mentally challenged guy, and you just imagine that he's doing that. And that that his that's his character. Yeah. And then he snaps out of it like the character does, and you're like, oh wow, like he can. He's got some range to do some stuff. All right. I like Ed, Ed he's Norton. He's not just Hulk guys. And yeah. I didn't
2: realize he was in the. <laughs> Alita, he's battle Herding, forget. <laughs> he's alita battle angel he's gonna lead battle
1: angel and i'm like, oh i'm like
2: how was well, he until like you see his yeah, face i
1: mean it's like he's in it for he's, a oh. second. He, it's like yeah a half second
2: but like I, I he took his goggles off you're like holy crap it's ed norton
3: yeah didn't realize oh, it was him yeah. it, it took me minutes. minute i, like, I love those it? moments when you go that's who that is mm-hmm. i right. right. love that
2: uh milisandre not to be confused with Missande.
3: that's the red the, the, the red witch right yeah uh, the red woman
2: okay uh, jessica chastain
1: I could see her, oh, okay. or uh, uh, Bryce ha- Bryce see- Dallas yes, Howard. Yes, Bryce Dallas
3: Howard, but yeah, basically because yeah. they're clones, like yeah. they just yeah. look absolutely who's similar. Who's like the Phoenix Force? Which one is? Gonna- oh, I think
2: Jessica Chastain, yeah, she, Jessica- but she yeah. has a blonde hair yeah, in that.
3: In yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. yeah, okay. yeah.
2: Uh, for Grey Worm, I feel like they're they could have used someone lesser known, but I'm still cool with it. Michael B. Jordan.
3: Oh, that's who, I was, that's who I thought in my head. Really? Yeah. Gray worm Isn't that I funny? I can see that. Yeah, Michael, good. Well, Michael B. Jordan has really, like, he's elevated himself uh, to be, uh, ever since Black Panther, I mean, he's mm-hmm. really been like, okay, Absolutely. I want to see yeah. more with, yeah. 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 with him. And he
2: was fantastic in Creed, too.
3: Hey, but he wasn't fantastic in... Fantastic. Four. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, what actually, is his fault? Yes. Actually, he actually was pretty good. I really want to see more. I, 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 okay.
2: Anyway. All right. Okay. Walter Frey. Just guess.
3: Oh, the old, old Walter Frey. Walter Frey. Oh yeah, yeah, him the, too. Old, yeah the, oh, old the old yeah. Oh, the guy that was uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the red guy wedding. Guy. Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, as well as in, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love who they
2: uh, picked.
3: Yeah, that crusty uh, old F. I know, really, a Scritch or Scratch. I forget what his name was in Harry Potter. Um, uh, I would say uh, Woody Harrelson.
2: I feel like he's too young for that.
3: For Walter Frey? Walter Frey is like ancient. Look at him. But he he also played Archie Bunker recently, and Archie Bunker was an old guy. Yeah, but Walter Frey is crusty and Makeup and and stuff like that. I don't like it. I could see him more as a hippie, not kind of what Walter was. All right, if you're going to go somebody that's age appropriate, then Justin Timberlake. (laughs)
2: All right, speaking of hippie.
3: Okay, who do we got for Walter? Willie
2: Nelson. And it's only based on looks.
3: Yeah, because he, I mean, I'm looking at it side by side and I'm like, goodness, Yeah, because yes. the actor that plays in, in, in Game of Thrones, is re- he's a good actor. I like yeah. him a lot.
2: But uh, just face-wise, I like that. Um, okay. A guy named Josh Holloway. I'm not too familiar with oh, him. Oh, he As was in
3: Lost. Yes. Oh, f- he for was Jamie Sawyer. Lannister. Oh, oh, plus he was Sawyer uh, Lost. Yeah, Sawyer. And then there's another show about aliens that I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he's, he's been in that show for a while.
2: He's pretty enough to be Jamie Lannister. Yeah,
3: oh yeah, yeah. I could kind of see I can that. I could see Josh Holloway, and I feel like we can see him going from bad to good, the way we saw with Jamie. Mm-hmm. How did Clint Eastwood not uh, Eastwood not get picked for Walter Frey? By the Oh, that's kind of a good, oh, yeah. that's a good one. yeah, nice. I mean, first of all, Clint, you know, had a fight with a chair. There's a big throne. They're trying to get. <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: think he'd accept that a little
2: Aria would like <laughs> kill him. Game of
3: wooden chairs. Yeah.
2: Uh, so we're. I think they're basing this off. If they're starting filming today, yes, they pick Noah Schnapp as Bran Stark, and we know him as Will in Stranger Things. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Will is the guy that doesn't really get he's the poor kid every he time he's in the, the, every time he's on screen, something bad happens to that kid.
2: Uh Alden uh Aaron Reich as oh, Rob Stark. He that was is,
3: solo uh, that's solo, solo yeah. yeah.
2: Yep. Han solo, yep. As Rob Stark.
3: Okay. He's yeah. Pretty you know, good yeah. guy. I just don't go to any weddings. That's all we're saying, Alden.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's funny that they picked this guy for uh the mountain
3: Oh, okay. because he
2: looks just like Sam, but on steroids. <laughs> okay. It's uh Braun Strowman. He's a WWE wrestler. Yeah. Okay.
3: See, I was <laughs> so, thinking maybe cuz he's mountain. too old. I was
1: thinking Bautista would be in there somewhere. I could see that or I would just like to have The Rock as uh The Mountain.
3: I think that would just be hilarious. Just <laughs> the name The Rock <laughs> is The Mountain.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. And Dwayne I'm, the
3: Mountain Johnson. <laughs> and I'm
2: skipping through some people I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Benicio Del Toro as Oberon Martel. All
1: right. Well, okay. a little bit older and I don't he seems, I feel I like they're
2: about the same age, but I
1: don't know. Like in that, in speaking of the mountain, in their 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 fight scene and the passion that comes from Oberyn. I can't see Benicio doing. He's a lot more subtle with his yeah. acting. He has. Yeah. He, I, so I, yeah. I don't know. I haven't ooh, seen him ooh. passionate.
2: I know. I know. Jeffrey Dean Morgan.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just thinking of, him, thinking of him doing a speech like uh, Negan. And I'm like, I'm okay he with did. this. Yeah. yeah. I know. He's but like, I'm just saying. You yeah.
2: raped her. You killed her children.
1: I know. I could just see him doing it as Negan with the lean and Lucille.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt as Ned Stark.
3: All right, really?
2: That's uh, yeah. They got I'm the okay hair, the facial hair. I, I don't hate it.
3: Uh, well, you know, he's not around long. No, I guess so. Brad, that way, Brad doesn't have to make a long commitment.
2: Uh, Zazzy beats <laughs> as Missande. Who's Zazzy beats? She's Domino in uh, Deadpool two. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I didn't notice her without the spot. All right,
3: Dan.
2: Uh, Kevin Costner is Jorah Mormont.
1: All right. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, with that. Yeah. okay,
3: so then we got to find out who his Danny is going to be.
2: This one, I'm not sure about. Julia Roberts as Catelyn Stark.
3: Nah, as Catelyn. As Catelyn, um,
2: I heard Catelyn and Catelyn. Yeah, I
3: heard both, so unfortunately. Uh, I, well,
2: I don't hate it, but I don't love it either.
3: You know, here and look, I nothing against Julia Roberts, but the actress and I don't, I forget her name that played Catelyn Stark. She seems to have a little bit more gravitas to her, but I'd be willing to see what uh, Julia does. I mean, right. Julia is a good actress, so I, 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 would, I would say, okay, let's check it out.
2: And if you guys are fans <laughs> of the show uh, Riverdale, Cole Sprouse as Renly Bar- uh, Baratheon. All right. Uh, John Lithgow as Tywin Lannister. Yes. Yeah, maybe. I
3: could John see Lithgow that. could be anybody on that show. I mean, he's good.
2: And uh, final uh, Allison Williams as Mar- uh, Marjorie Tyrell. So, Allison, you know her from the show The Girls. Now, the Girls. What about
3: the, big, what about the Big Three? We don't have anybody as the I Big do, Three. I do, but
2: I'm trying to wrap it up.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, I uh, thought you were well, right. What it are up. the Big
1: Three? Uh,
2: la, la, well, Cersei.
1: Cersei, they say on this list Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm.
3: and I'm like, no, 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 no. I, no. Mean, I mean, Gwyneth Although, is good, but I just feel I just don't feel her as evil.
2: No, Ben Affleck is Robert Baratheon, though.
3: Okay, <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> Ben. Wait, wait. As Robert, like the original dude. Yeah. yeah. No, fat Robert.
2: Come on, he can get away. <laughs> uh, Josh Hutcherson as Jon Snow.
3: Mm.
1: Really? You
2: know who he, he was in? Um, Hunger Games. Yeah, he was
1: in Hunger Games. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to call him Cat P, but that was when Cat Nissan. in. I gotta be. We've together. got a, 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 a much. I don't
3: know. A, a, um, oh, all right. <laughs> um, and
2: then uh, Anna Sophia Robb as Daenerys Targaryen. I don't even know who she is. I, she was, I think, she played Carrie in the new uh, Sex in the City. She thing was they in did. because
1: of When Dixie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Bridge Oh, Terabithia
2: She, she, yeah, she was the little the the, the Violet. Little, You're
1: turning Violet.
3: How about Kaylee Kowoko? I don't and, like. And, I don't like her, her as Daenerys. Daenerys. Um,
1: I think Kaylee maybe the better the mother than of her. Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm her. not a fan
2: of. Uh, no offense to Anna Sophia Rob, but not feeling
1: her. See I think they're
3: going with a lot of facial as opposed to. Oh somebody yeah, this facial. totally
1: facial. Yeah, we're getting. I mean, we're du- we're geeks. We're diving a little in too deep on something that seems to be a little more superficial. Yeah, Robert uh-huh. Baratheon is. Uh, is <laughs> there's no way that that Ben Affleck that even looks like the guy. Oh, uh, well, you uh, just put him like,
3: looking up with a beard.
1: Shove him in a fat suit like they did with Chris Hemsworth, and I think you'll be fine. Shove him in a fat suit. Tom Cruise <laughs> is right. Jon Snow. It's on
2: Facebook, Guys, post what you would think who should yeah. be playing the uh, Americanized versions of these characters. And until next time, stay nerdy.